Good day, and welcome to Ring Central's third quarter 2021 earnings conference call. All participants will be in a listen-only mode. Should you need assistance, please signal a conference specialist by pressing star, then zero. After today's presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To ask a question, you may press star, then one on a touchtone phone. To withdraw your question, please press star, then two. Please note this event is being recorded. I would now like to turn the conference over to Ryan Goodman, Head of Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Thank you. Good afternoon and welcome to Ring Central's third quarter 2021 earnings conference call. I'm Ryan Goodman, Ring Central's Head of Investor Relations. Joining me today are Vlad Shmunis, Founder, Chairman, and CEO, Anand Eswaran, President and Chief Operating Officer, and Matesh Druv, Chief Financial Officer. Our format today will include prepared remarks by Vlad, Anand, and Mitesh, followed by Q&A. Accompanying today's presentation are slides being shared via webcast. The link is available at our Investor Relations website at ir.ringcentral.com. For those listening via telephone dial-in, I would encourage you to also join the webcast and select the Listen by Phone option. Some of our discussions and responses to your questions will contain forward-looking statements, including our fourth quarter and full year 2021 financial outlook and our assumptions underlying that outlook. These statements are subject to risks and uncertainties. Actual results may differ materially from our forward-looking statements. A discussion of the risks and uncertainties related to our business is contained in our filings with the Securities and Exchange Commission and is incorporated by reference into today's discussion. In particular, we continue to be impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic and its effects on our business will depend on the severity, duration, and extent of the pandemic and actions taken by governments, businesses, and consumers in response to the pandemic, which continue to evolve and remain uncertain at this time. Ring Central assumes no obligation and does not intend to update or comment on forward-looking statements made on this call. Unless otherwise indicated, all measures that follow are non-GAAP with year-over-year comparisons. A reconciliation of all GAAP to non-GAAP results is provided with our earnings release and in the slide deck. Please visit our Investor Relations website to access our earnings release, slide deck, our GAAP to non-GAAP reconciliations, our periodic SEC reports, a webcast replay of today's call, and to learn more about Ring Central. For certain forward-looking guidance, a reconciliation of the non-GAAP financial guidance to the corresponding GAAP measure is not available as discussed in detail in the slide deck posted on our Investor Relations website. With that, I'll turn the call over to Vlad Schmenis. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining our third quarter earnings conference call. I'd like to start by thanking Mitesh for his valuable contributions to our company over the past decade, as Ring Central grew from a little over $50 million to now over $1.6 billion run rate. Since stepping in as, as a CFO nearly five years ago, Mitesh has been instrumental in driving consistent profitable growth and outsized shareholder results. We will certainly miss seeing and working with Mitesh 
on a day-to-day basis. But he has left his mark on this firm with a very strong foundation and an exceptional finance team that I am confident will carry the torch forward. We wish Mitesh all the best in all of his future endeavors. With that, on to Q3 results. Third quarter results were outstanding. First, subscriptions revenue increased 38% year over year to $385 million. This is an acceleration of five points year over year. Second, Ring Central total ARR increased 39% year over year to $1.6 billion. This is an acceleration of five points year over year of a base of over $1 billion. And third, leading our ARR growth is enterprise ARR, which includes customers generating $100,000 or more in ARR, and this is our fastest growing segment. Here we grew 53% year over year to $653 million. This is an acceleration in growth of eight points year over year and demonstrates our strong growing traction with large scale customers. This strong result speaks to our continued success in capturing the $100 billion plus market opportunity of on-premise CBX users migrating to the cloud. This massive opportunity does not include the near adjacencies of Cloud Contact Center, another successful central solution, which adds an additional tens of billions of dollars in total addressable markets. To date, industry research estimates the addressable market cloud penetration is still at less than 10%. This means there are hundreds of millions of employees at the cost of a generational transformation to the cloud. Ring Central is at the forefront of this wave of digital transformation and is a well-established leader in this market. This is further evidenced by our strong, consistent execution and financial performance. On that note, we are proud to once again be recognized as a leader in the latest Gartner Magic Quadrant for Unified Communications as a Service Worldwide Report for the seventh year in a row. In the report, Ring Central was positioned first for completeness of vision in the leaders quadrant. In addition, Ring Central ranked number one in three out of four Gartner critical capabilities for unified communications as a service. These use cases include large enterprise, mid-size, and UT with integrated contact center. This builds on our success with IDC, Frost and Sullivan, and others earlier this year. So, why does Room Central win? It's about trust, innovation, and partnership. 
or what we like to call sin. It all begins with trust. Trust is not just a feature. It's a commitment. UCAS is the lifeblood for both internal and external communications for businesses worldwide. Reliability, security, and data privacy are table stakes, especially with larger enterprise customers. Ring Central's track record of delivering five ninths uptime for over three years and counting is unparalleled. This equates to around five minutes of downtime a year, including maintenance windows. This is literally 100 times better than the three ninths or close to nine hours of downtime per year that some of our competitors provide. Next, innovation. Ring Central has always been committed to a rapid pace of innovation. Our years of outsized R&D investing in a modern, scalable cloud-based architecture have enabled us to meet the stringent requirements expected of the leading enterprise communications system. Expanding on this differentiated platform, we continue to enhance our customer's user experience with many new features and capabilities across the platform. This includes mobile heads-up display, call-to-video, Microsoft Teams embedded dialer, as well as multiple new Ring Central room capabilities. This high level of innovation is driving favorable trends in customer app engagement. Let's take a closer look at the various modalities. First, voice is alive and well, with almost all of our customer accounts continuing to leverage our phone and TBS capabilities. Next, 45% of our customer accounts engage with both messaging and phone. And finally, 42% of our customer accounts engage with both video and phone. Overall, approximately 60% of Ring Central customer accounts are engaged with more than one modality of communication. This deep level of customer engagement across all modalities is a reflection of the innovation and investment we have made in the Ring Central. MVP platform. This rapid pace of innovation is also driving strong adoption of Ring Central DBA. We have now upgraded over 70% of our accounts to Ring Central DBA and ongoing migration migrations are proceeding strong. We are also finding ways to leverage platform innovation to open up new opportunities with our partners, the third pillar of our SIP strategy. One such example is the new service provider platform we developed named Ring Central Rise. This platform will streamline the process for new carrier partners to work with Ring Central and will provide additional color on this service. As for the strategic partners, which include Avaya, 
artists and Alcatel Lucent Enterprise, we are pleased to see strong incremental contributions and multiple $1 million plus PCD wins during the quarter. And on that note, I'm very excited to announce our newest strategic partner, Mitel. Mitel is a global market leader in business communications with over 35 million VC users worldwide. Mitel has an extensive network of thousands of channel partners servicing customers across the globe who are largely incremental to our existing channel. Earlier today, we announced that WinCentral is now the exclusive UCAS partner for Mitel. A differentiated digital transformation path will be provided to Mitel's installed base of over 35 million users. And this will be based on the newly acquired CloudLink technology. The key differentiated feature of this new partnership is that Mitel's users will be able to utilize WinCentral's cloud-based video and team messaging capabilities alongside Mitel's on-premise technology. This will be provided via WinCentral's unified MVP app and administrative portal. Mitel's on-premise CBS users will then be able to migrate to WinCentral's full cloud PDF at their own pace, which is a path that is unique in the industry. Also, we have clear feedback from the field that, given our well-established industry leadership position, customers now prefer to see WinCentral as their primary cloud communications brand. As such, WinCentral will be the go-forward brand for all cloud technologies for Mitel customers. In summary, this new strategic partnership brings together two well-established leaders in business, on-premise, and cloud communications, respectively. Utilizing CloudLink technology, an innovative cloud migration path will be provided to Mitel's customer base of over 35 million users commencing in second half 2022. Please note that CloudLink is not restricted to Mitel install base, but may also offer the possibility of extending a similar flexible migration path to other on-premise VDS users at a later point in time. In conclusion, Q3 was a great quarter for WinCentral. The results for themselves. The communications market opportunity is massive, and we believe we are in the early stages of a once-in-a-generation global transformation. Our success is rooted in our commitment to building trust with our customers, our relentless pace of innovation, and our differentiated ecosystem of strategic partnerships with industry leaders. Based on these principles, we've built a company that we believe is in a position to continue its leadership position for years to come. With that, I'll turn the call over to our President and Chief Operating Officer, Anand Eswaran, for additional color on the quarter and the underlying growth drivers. 
Thank you. Thank you, Vlad. Good afternoon, everyone. We had an excellent Q3 across the board. Our growth is accelerating, the pipeline is expanding, and the partnerships are ramping. On today's call, I'll focus on four key growth drivers that both contributed to the strong Q3 performance and reinforced our confidence in our ability to continue leading the cloud communications market. First, partnerships, where our strategic and carrier partner contributions are ramping and our channel continues to deliver strong growth. Second, international, with a record number of million dollar plus PCV wins. Third, upmarket customers, where we see strong momentum. And fourth, integrated UCAS and CCAS, which is driving new customer wins and upsells. Let me now dive into some details. Let's begin with the strategic partners. In Q3, Avaya Cloud Office by Ring Central delivered solid growth with both new logos and migrations from the install base. Contributions were particularly strong in our upmarket segment. Together with Avaya, we secured a new 3,500 plus user retail win across 240 store locations that replaced multiple legacy on-premise systems. We also won Medical West Hospital, migrating an Avaya on-premise solution to Avaya Cloud Office with 1,400 lines. We also had strong contributions from Autos. An example is a great win with a global 2000 chemical manufacturer in Europe who is upgrading approximately 3,500 users to Unify Office by Ring Central? And as for Alcatel Lucent Enterprise, our channel enablement and training work is on track, and we expect this partnership to start contributing next year. And last but certainly not the least, I'd like to extend a very warm welcome to Mitel, our newest strategic partner. These strategic partners collectively account for approximately half of the global market opportunity. Our partnership network creates a significant go-to-market moat for Ring Central in terms of both market reach and cloud migration process. This is evident in the accelerating growth we are seeing in our direct and partner office ARR. As for global service providers, key partners including AT&T, BT, and TELUS delivered strong contributions. Our partnership with Verizon Business is also off to a great start. We are pleased to share that we already have multiple enterprise wins in our first quarter working together. As Vlad mentioned, leveraging our years of experience with global service providers, we are also excited to have recently launched our Ring Central Rise platform, which stands for Resources, Innovation, system integration, and experiences. RISE provides a differentiated plug-and-play platform for global service providers to offer co-branded UCAS solutions and accelerate their customers' cloud transformation. Several new partners are already deploying Ring Central RISE, including Ecotel and MCM, and we are excited at the incremental opportunities this opens up in the future. Next, our channel partners 
continue to deliver strong results. Channel ARR increased 50% year-on-year to $626 million. Our channel partners provide an important and effective go-to-market motion in reaching larger customers across multiple verticals. Case in point, channel and partners once again contributed over two-thirds of our million-dollar-plus TCV wins. This included a great win with a large U.S. public school district that more than tripled its Ring Central MVP footprint to 16,000 users across approximately 500 locations. Our diverse partner network is enabling us to efficiently scale our market reach to meet the rising global demand. International is already a strong tailwind to growth, and at just 12% of total revenue today remains a large opportunity ahead of us. With key international partners like Artos, Alcatel Lucent Enterprise, Vodafone, and Deutsche Telekom, to name a few, we are well positioned to capitalize on this opportunity. We had a major international milestone during the quarter where we became the first global cloud provider to be granted a unified license by the Indian Department of Telecommunications. Building on this achievement, we had a great win with Allscripts, a global leader in healthcare IT solutions. This customer more than doubled its Ring Central implementation with a 3,500-user global expansion across India and six other countries. The partner, channel, and international strength are all contributing to our robust underlying mid-market and enterprise growth. Upmarket win rates are holding steady, and with the pipeline at a healthy level, we are in a good position to close the year strong with continuing upmarket momentum. As we continue to expand our upmarket traction, we are seeing higher demand for our integrated UCAS and CCAS solution, leveraging our recently expanded partnership with Knife in Contact. Integrated CCAS is a natural upsell for many of our enterprise UCAS customers. To that end, Contact Center contributed to over 60% of our million-dollar-plus TCV wins. In addition, when we sell an integrated UCAS and CCAS solution, we are seeing much higher UCAS ARR per account versus those with standalone UCAS. These dynamics are resulting in customers standardizing on Ring Central for both UCAS and CCAS. In conclusion, Q3 was a great quarter. And as Vlad highlighted, it all comes back to our commitment to trust, innovation, and partnerships. These remain core tenets embedded throughout our organization, and we believe are the key drivers for our ongoing success in this 100 billion plus market opportunity. With that, as I turn the call over to our Chief Financial Officer, Mitesh Dhruv, I wanna just pause and thank him for his partnership, friendship, and huge impact on Ring Central's journey and success, and wish him the best of luck moving forward. Over to you, Mitesh. Thank you, Anand. Good afternoon, everyone. We had a record Q3. We had the best growth rate in over seven years when Ring Central was seven times smaller. 
This speaks to the market opportunity, the unique modes we've built, as well as our consistent track record of execution. Subscriptions revenue grew 38% year over year, up five points from the prior year. And non-GAAP operating margin was 10.5%, demonstrating the leverage in our model, especially as our partnerships start to scale. This again puts us close to the rule of 50 on a subscriptions revenue run rate of over $1.5 billion and is an important measure of our profitable growth success. The exceptional growth we saw is a function of four underlying drivers, partnerships contribution, international growth, upmarket strength, and net retention uptick. First on partnerships, we are seeing ramping contributions. This is evident in our direct and partner ARR, which grew 37%, up from 34% last quarter, and a 12-point acceleration from last year to Mitel, which will add yet another engine to our future growth. Second, international revenue growth significantly outpaced our overall growth. Nearly one-third of our million-dollar-plus CCV deals came from international wins. As new international partners come online, this presents a large incremental untapped opportunity ahead of us. Third, we are seeing continued strength in mid-market and enterprise customers. Customers are demanding platforms that can bring together phone, video, messaging, and contact center to meet the needs of increasing hybrid workforce environments. RingCentral's MVP platform and our tightly integrated best-of-breed UCAS and CCAS are serving as a key differentiator. Our mid-market and enterprise business is now approximately a billion-dollar business, making up about 60% of our ARR mix and growing over 50%. Lastly, we continue to see positive dollar net retention trends. We saw strong upsell as well as record low churn. Upsells were driven by increased user counts as well as contact center adoption. And our healthy customer base, along with strong multi-mode usage, drove record low churn. These underlying drivers have resulted in strong growth, not just for the top line, but also in our average revenue per account, which is a key forward indicator for our growth and sales efficiency. Our average revenue per account has been steadily climbing with Q3 achieving a record high. To recap, partnerships are ramping, international demand is opening, up market is kicking into high gear, and net retention is at a multi-year high. With this backdrop, we are raising our 2021 outlook. We are increasing total revenue growth to 33 to 34%, up from 30 to 31%. We're increasing subscriptions revenue growth to 35%, up from 31 to 32%. We expect non-GAAP operating margin to be approximately 10.1%, up from 10 to 10.1%. And we are raising our non-GAAP EPS to $1.32 up from $1.28 to $1.30. Given the strong pipeline and higher visibility with our partnerships, we also expect Q4 direct and partner ARR growth to be at or better than our Q3 growth level. In summary, it was a stellar Q3, and we are on pace to close the year out with strong momentum. 
Before I hand the call to the operator, I want to say that it's been a privilege to be the CFO of Ring Central. Ring Central's track record of trust, innovation, and partnerships is exceptional. And I am proud to have contributed. With the company firing on all cylinders, now is the right time for me to take some time off as I consider the next chapter of my life. I want to thank the entire Ring Central family for an extraordinary run. And last but certainly not the least, I'm extremely grateful to all our analysts and investors for your support and recognition. I will surely miss talking to all of you. With that, let's turn the call to the operator for Q&A. We will now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, press star then one on a touchtone phone. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. If you would like to withdraw your question, please press star then two. And the first question comes from Bhavan Suri with William Blair. Please go ahead. Thank you. Can you guys hear me okay? Absolutely, yes, Bhavan. Great. Great. Well, congratulations, guys. I mean, it was blockbuster earnings. Um, the partnership number was amazing. Um, you know, the, the, the one the one blemish, obviously, Mitesh, you've had a massive impact, and I, I know Vlad and Anand said it too, but um, I'll say it from our side, you've had an amazing impact on shareholders um, and, and on all of us. Um, you, you've done a great job, and, and you'll be sorely missed. Um, but, uh, but do stay in touch, my friend. Um, I do want to talk, um, I just had one major question here, which is the one I think a lot of people have, which is you had obviously a really, really strong direct and partner contribution. I guess you added to that partner with Mitel. How should we, or what do you expect? How should we think about the contribution with Mitel um, going forward, say, over you know, some period of time? I'll let you define that. But how should we think about um, that contribution from Mitel? What do you expect? I uh, love some color there. Thank you. Sure, Bhavan. Uh, th thank you for the kind words, first off. And, of course, we'll stay in touch. Uh, in terms of the, the direct and partnerships, uh, yes, uh, we had a very strong quarter there. You know, look, our partner strategy is very unique. It does give us a clear advantage to capture the secular growth for a long, long period of time. And I think this will be really hard for others to replicate. As to Mitel, this, partner is, this partnership is differentiated in many, many regards. One key facet is that it will be the ring central brand going forward. And so there, what it means is there will be a faster time to market. So we'll begin the sales and channel enablement fairly quickly. But in terms of contributions, I think we'll start to meaningfully layer on contributions in the back half of 22, following device compatibility. And then we have this very unique cloud link architecture, which will further unlock demand after that. Now, if you take it a click up, right, for all the partnerships, right, uh, for 2022, you'll have all the three A's contributing, and you'll have Mitel layering on. And one final thing to note on these partnerships, Bhavan, is that it's the, these partnerships are just not a one and done. The benefit of these partnerships uh, come year after year with a steady drumbeat and really extend the durability and the maturity of the financial model and really increase the terminal value of Ring Central significantly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Super helpful. Congrats. And uh, Mitesh, thanks again. Of course. The next question comes from Terry Tillman with Truist Securities. Please go ahead. 
Hey, good afternoon, Vlad, Anna, and Matesh, and uh, congratulations for me as well. And in the spirit of uh, probably trying to embarrass Matesh, uh, I, I would say you've come a long way from the uh, being a fellow cell site analyst over a decade ago when we sit at these analyst days together uh, to the tremendous job you've done, uh, particularly on this consistent financial execution quarter after quarter, you know, all the metrics, the unit economics, and really trying to create a narrative that was a good aid for myself and investors. So congrats on everything and good luck going forward. Now with an actual question, um, it looks like when I'm looking at fourth quarter, particularly the subscription revenue, uh, the guidance, it looks stout. It actually looks uh, uh, stronger than what typically you provide. And I know you try to be conservative, but maybe you could help us kind of unpack what's the confidence or what are the drivers that's driving that, I think, much stronger than I anticipated subscription revenue guide for 4Q. And, And that's my only question. Thank you. Uh, th- thank you, Terry. Yes, thank you for the kind words as well. Uh, it has been a lo- long, long journey since I used to be your back carrier. So, so we'll uh, try to do that once in a while. But in terms of your actual question, look, there's always there's no change to the guidance philosophy. We still guide with our usual prudence and leave a fair amount of, of optionality in the guidance and hope to outperform as we always do. So, in terms of so, what's driving the confidence? Uh, that's a fair question. Uh, it's a couple of things. It's higher visibility from two or three things. So the first one is the full impact you see from Q3. It's a recurring revenue business, so the full impact shows up in the fourth quarter. That's point number one. Point number two, uh, the pipeline. The pipe is at a record high. So that also allows us to have a very high visibility. And number three is our earnings is uh, a week later on. So we did get to see uh, a full month of October and the momentum thereof. So net-net, we've got multiple growth engines firing uh, with our MVP, and UCAS and CCAS demand together is pulling, pulling forward. And with the increased pipe, it gives us uh, enormous confidence uh, for the Q4 guide. That sounds great. I'll probably be carrying your bag, though, for, for, to get that correct there. Thank you. The next question comes from Brian Peterson with Raymond James. Please go ahead. Uh, I'll add to Bavon and Terry's comments. Mitesh, it's, it's really been a pleasure to work with you, and, and you're going to be sorely missed on these calls. Um, but you are kind of dropping the mic here uh, with, with the quarter, the guide, and, and then the MyTel partnership. But uh, you know, I want to start on another topic. We're, we're just going to get this question tomorrow, and, and I guess it's more on 2022. Uh, I know you guys aren't officially guiding to anything, but we're going to have a new CFO coming in. So is, is there anything that you can kind of share qualitatively about uh, expectations for 2022? Yeah, no, that's a fair one, Brian, and thank you again for for the drop the mic comment. Uh, I really appreciate this. Look, we again, as usual, we don't guide for our 2022 until uh, Q4, which is a February call, but you should be rest assured that given the momentum we have with the drivers in place, plus with the addition of Mitel, we do have a lot of things to be excited going forward, uh, Which and for our key is our durable growth model. So I think... Uh, there'll be no showstoppers uh, for the years to come. Got it. Maybe just to follow up, Ron, and, you know, so obviously some big news today with Mitel. You know, there's just a lot of, you know, potentially hardware vendors and interior vendors that you can work with. Are, are you, is it starting to get to a point with some of these potential partners where, where it's why they aren't going with Ring Central, and how confident in, in, are you in the cadence to continue to add new partners as you kind of kind of continue to build up that global opportunity? Thanks, Ted. 
Yeah, why don't I take that? So, so a couple of things. One is, you know, it, it's not just uh, we've talked about the three A's, we've talked about MITEL. We also have the one partnerships you guys haven't asked about yet is the carrier providers, the the, strategic, uh, the service providers. So there's many different layers and types of partners, and we're confident on this journey of layering on more partners for more kinds of growth coming on. And that goes back to what Vlad said earlier, which is, the partner-first mindset which Frank Central displays is as critical to establishing these partnerships, you know, in addition to the innovation and the Ring Central MVP platform being the best UK solution in the industry. Both of them equally matter, and we're just getting started, as Vlad always says. The next question comes from Sterling Audi with JP Morgan. Please go ahead. Yeah, thanks. Just a quick congrats and good luck with the next step, Natasha. It'll be great to work with you again in the future. Um, in terms of the business, on the MyTel um, opportunity, can you help us understand what your initial thoughts are around pricing for users, given that it's this hybrid approach instead of full UCAS? And what the migration plan for those users over time will be, you know, to, to full cloud and how that pricing evolves. Vidish, you want to take the pricing one? Uh, sure, I can take it. Uh, look, I think the, the punchline here for Mitel's partnership is that we will be converting the base to our MVP product. So the pricing will follow what we have done in the past. And on that note, our ARPU has been super stable and our ARPI has been increasing. So I think you will see uh, more of a continued story there. I also want to uh, comment on the hybrid uh, comment you had, Sterling. Uh, it's, um, uh, strategy is not hybrid. Uh, strategy is full cloud, no questions asked. Uh, what uh, uh, CloudLink uh, offers us is uh, ability to uh, transition customers, um, uh, if you will, in baby steps uh, with them using uh, messaging and video, uh, ring control of this messaging and video from the cloud, uh, while still utilizing uh, their uh, on-prem iron uh, for voice. But there is uh, absolutely uh, no doubt in anyone's mind, ours or Mitel's, that uh, end result is going to be MVP with all of M and V and P, all of them uh, being strictly in the cloud. So uh, once those customers transition, uh, we would expect uh, same, if not uh, better pricing. Uh, as they would be more familiar with the platform, it would be you know a smaller step for them to take. Uh, but even in this interim, of course, we're ho hoping uh, to be able to monetize uh, our M messaging and video technology uh, to uh, Mitel's uh, 35 million users. Uh, just want to reiterate that this has never been done before in the industry. And, you know, is an absolute first. Obviously, the jury is out. We'll have to see how users react. But, uh, you know, for now, it seems that it should remove a major, major uh, obstacle and the why not uh, as people consider the digital transformation. That makes a lot of sense. And maybe just one follow-up, if I could. 
on Microsoft with the announcement, and I forget the exact term, if it's Operator Connect and they have the direct program, where does Ring Central fit in each of those programs and are some of the announcements that have been made over the last quarter, does that diminish your opportunity to participate and in, in win business alongside Microsoft? Yeah, Microsoft has many uh, ways uh, of addressing the core issues. The core issues is they do not have a viable cloud PBX product. So let's start with that. So uh, they have direct routing, uh, which is actually a tailwind for us, which allows um, uh, cloud uh, UCAS providers like ourselves to plug into Microsoft's quarter billion um, uh, strong um, Teams user base, but remember those users are using Teams messaging by and large, uh, Teams video, not Teams telephony. Okay, so um, this is where we come in, and you know our our direct peers. We are doing uh, very well there. Um, we are uh, we haven't broken out the numbers, but I can tell you that uh, it is definitely a growth driver for us. If you just look at Teams and direct uh, not, uh, and yeah and direct routing, uh, you know as, as a sub segment. Now, as far as Operator Connect, the latest thing, uh, this is for, you know, people uh, like uh, AT&T and Verizon and such to plug directly into uh, the phone part of uh, Microsoft PBX. And, um, you know, frankly, that, that, that capability was there for a long time anyway. Um, it doesn't change the fact that Microsoft again, really does not have a competitive PBX product in the cloud. They don't have a competitive uh, worldwide uh, global footprint like we do. And, um, you know, frankly, if you were to ask me, it's just another uh, admission of, uh, you know, the fact that their technology is incomplete. Their MVP strategy, and by the way, they're the only ones or other than ourselves who are talking about the strategy, but their MVP strategy has a good M, maybe a KV, and not a KP. Obviously, coming from our side, we have a very, very strong P as, you know, we continue demonstrating. Got it. Thank and, you, guys. Uh, Before going to our next question, we ask that in the interest of time, those asking questions moving forward, please limit themselves to only one question. The next question comes from George Sutton with Craig Hallam. Please go ahead. Thank you, Matesh. I remember sitting down, you told me about the Salesforce.com model experience and how this was going to look like that, and I thought you were insane, and look at you now. So congratulations. Um, I... Uh, I'm a believer in video becoming the first decision that a new company is going to make versus phone. And I'm curious if you have started to do anything differently from a marketing of the video part of your uh, capabilities uh, as a result. Yeah, so let me start. Go ahead. Glad you want to take it. I'll jump on. 
<laughs> yeah, so this is this is what I was going to say. So one, uh, for us, the strategy is across message, video, and phone. And what you know, as Vlad even shared in his prepared remarks, uh, the our customer base, the number of users who are using multiple modalities is a lot. I mean, so people use messaging and phone, video and phone. So video is already an integral part of our strategy. The second thing I wanted to also share is all our new customers are defaulted on uh, RCB at this point in time. All our strategic partners, the three A's, uh, Mytel now, and going forward, uh, you know, as you look at our carrier partners, Vodafone business, et cetera, all of them are defaulting all of their new customers on video as well. So RCB is already going along in the right path. The third thing I would offer there is even looking at our install base. Over 70% of our install base has already migrated to RCB. And, and by the way, when they migrate to RCB, we actually see their usage, their uh, daily active hosts increase and do better. So we feel that video is already on the right path as part of our MVP strategy. And, and that's where we go back to. People want a unified communication strategy across message, video, and phone. And we feel we represent one of the best value propositions for customers in the market. Awesome. Thank you. I just want to add to this just a little bit is that uh, if you look uh, at uh, the new Mitel announcement, uh, it actually uh, very much plays uh, into the thesis that you have that uh, these, uh, many of these maybe video-led sales, uh, and the, uh, I'll double-click on that in a sec, but uh, the whole thing with CloudLink is the point that we will now be able to lead with video and messaging uh, while uh, letting them uh, move uh, phone, telephony, uh, at a later date. So it does play uh, into your thesis. Uh, and uh, to be, uh, you know, to double click, the opportunity here, and it's a fairly immediate opportunity now, is 35 million uh, MITEL users, uh, of which, by the way, I should add, uh, vast majority is uh, in regions where we already operate, uh, namely uh, uh, Americas and, uh, uh, and Western Europe. Um, okay? Uh, so, so, so that's... Um, one key point. Another one, though, uh, I want to highlight is that while sales may be video-led, uh, it is also um, true that video is a lot less sticky than messaging or the phone. And uh, we are seeing this firsthand now uh, uh, on the uh, positive side uh, of, this, of this equation, if you will as uh, uh, we are uh, uh, migrating users uh, to RingCentral Video uh, from an OEM product, and that migration is going very, very well. And, uh, you know, basically as long as video experiences are uh, sufficient and comparable, uh, then uh, people are happy to switch. People are not happy or able to switch their messaging or their phone. Which is why, if you look at it, all of the competitors or would-be competitors are now doubling down on phone because they also realize this. The issue that they have is that Ring has a decade-old, uh, decade-strong uh, uh, jumpstart on technology, 
we are the only ones with five nights reliability over three years. I would urge all of you to uh, compare that record against any and all of our competitors. And uh, between our strategic partnerships, Avaya, Alcatel, Alcatel uh, Enterprise, now Mitel, and uh, something like 50% uh, uh, or 60% of world's top carriers now bending behind Ring Central, um, it's a little bit hard for me to see uh, how um, this strategy is not going to play out in a very, very positive way. Uh, there is a technological advantage, and there is, I would say, especially with this announcement, an almost insurmountable partnership advantage that we have. The remaining component of the strategy, which we call TIP, which stands for Trust, in, uh, Innovation, and Partnerships, remaining part is T for Trust, we're second to none there as well. So, pretty confident. The next question comes from Meta Marshall with Morgan Stanley. Please go ahead. Great, thanks. Um, just a question, since um, the Mitel partnership allows you to kind of have more exclusive access to CloudLink, is that something where you could use that porting technology eventually with some of your other partnerships, or would that, or do the terms kind of require it to stay, um, stay on the Mitel platform only? Thanks. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, last year, um, uh, let me take that. Uh, so, short answer is absolutely yes. Uh, Ring Central uh, now owns CloudLink outright. Uh, there will be further cooperation between the companies in feature enhancements and, uh, you know, other uh, just other platform enhancements. But it is our IP. Uh, you know, meaningful number of dollars change hands as part of this transaction. The reason for that is CloudLink, and uh, specifically our ability to not only apply it to Mitel's 35 million um, user base, but uh, to apply it to, uh, you know, at will to other platforms. Uh, Perfect. Thank you. The next question comes from Samad Samana with Jeffries. Please go ahead. All right, good evening. Thanks for taking my questions. First, Mitesh, congrats on, on helping to guide Ring so well over the last several years. I hope you get some time off, and, and I wish you the best on your next even bigger challenge, which is improving your golf game. Um, so maybe maybe on to the question. Um, you know, I wanted to maybe unpack the, the $650 million uh, that's being invested into Mitel. How much of that is for the exclusivity in being able to transition the base versus the the acquired IP? Um, and and could you have built it yourselves, and are there minimums um, for the deal that, that you get in terms of minimum uh, seat commitments? Sure, uh, Samad. Uh, yeah, I will try on the on the first part, which is a, which is a golf game. But in terms of the 650 million, it's a combination of IP exclusivity and clouding together, it's going to be hard for us to break down each component separately. And uh, the contract has all kinds of uh, cool provisions, which will be hard for us to get into on this call uh, for competitive reasons. But rest assured, I think what Vlad mentioned, uh, there is some 
industry first defining things we are doing, which has never been done before. So stay tuned. Great. Thanks so much. The next question comes from James Fish with Piper Sandler. Please go ahead. Hey guys, thanks uh, thanks for sneaking me in here, and, and congrats, uh, Mitesh here on the uh, ex exit here, and look forward to working with you down the road. Uh, you know, just for me, what are you guys seeing in terms of new endpoints, one between or new users, one between those deals with the strategic partners uh, versus kind of non-strategic uh, wins in, in terms of the big ones and, and the carriers, of course. And any way to think about how that mix could change longer term, and I'm going to sneak in a 1B here. Did, did you guys provide an update on in terms of where the CCAS penetration is and what that mix is between reselling um, your third-party uh, partners versus uh, selling uh, some of your own stuff? Thanks, guys. Clark. Yeah, Jim, maybe we can rephrase the question. I, I'm not sure. Uh, we, you know, win's the win, and uh, you know, we're not beggars, but we're not choosing. I mean, we we like every win, regardless of where, where it comes comes from. Um, so, 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 what could you maybe just ask the question um, one more time, Yeah, I'm I'm trying to understand what percentage of the new users you guys are getting are coming from the strategic partnerships that you have versus the non-strategic partners that you have. So winning against Cisco, for example, or NEC, those kind of companies, just trying to understand how that uh, that is doing given the success you guys are talking about with partnerships, especially this quarter. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm gonna take that. Well, <laughs> uh, well on, Mitch, let me take a first shot at it and then, yeah. So this is how I would I would uh, phrase it, Jim, which is actually all of these partners are actually layering on growth per expectations in the right way. So I'm, you know, when I look at Avaya, I mean, it was a really good quarter, record million dollar plus CCV wins, good growth in seats, new accounts, transaction volume, strength in upmarket, strength in international. The same way I, you know, when I look at Artos, it's sort of the same thing, strong pipe, sequential progress on large deals, uh, important driver of international growth. Uh, when I look at the carriers, it's sort of more of the same, which is, uh, you know, the quarters are getting better sequentially and year on year. We're building momentum on verticals, you know, and, and a lot of the key verticals are popping up really nicely, education, healthcare, retail. Uh, and we are also starting to see good upmarket penetration across the board with the carriers. And then finally, we, we don't talk enough about the channel. The channel has been a foundation for us uh, and the channel momentum continues. So it's going to be hard to say strategic versus non-strategic. All of these different varieties of partners, different avatars of partners, are layering on growth in the right way, which is, you know, in a way which is what is propelling these, the 12-point acceleration Mitesh talked about on Direct Plus Partner is a result of, you know, all of these coming together in the right way. And oh, by the way, not to discount our direct uh, and bar organization, uh, you know, our direct sales force have been putting on quarter of quarter of really good wins across the board, across all customer segments. So this is a case of all of them starting to fire well and coming on board. The next question comes from Matthew Nicknam with Deutsche Bank. Please go ahead. Hey, thanks for uh, squeezing me in. Um, and I'll keep it to one as well. Uh, 
Can you talk about the linearity during the quarter and then any color on how 4Q has started out now that we're roughly halfway in? Thanks. Sure, Matt. Uh, linearity was uh, not un- it was very usual 3Q, nothing uh, unusual to call out there. And uh, as far as uh, the start to 4Q, it's been a strong start for us, uh, October. And we've seen the full results for the full month. And that also has given us more visibility for the guidance for Q4. That's great. And congrats, Mitesh. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. The next question comes from Will Power with Baird. Please go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking the question. This is actually Charlie Ehrlich on for Will. Um, congrats on the results, and Mitesh. It's been a pleasure working with you. I just wanted to ask one question on contact center. Um, you know, how do you guys feel about your internal capabilities and your strategy to partner on the higher end? You know, how should we think about that strategy going forward? How should we think about you know your plans for your internal capabilities going forward? That's, that's a great question. So let me just uh, you know set some context. One, it was a fabulous quarter for the contact center. Our new growth, uh, new business growth has actually been really good. You know, again, triple digit year over year with strong enterprise momentum. And we had also shared that over 60% of the million-dollar-plus TCV deals included the contact center. Uh, as we look at it, we follow the same playbook, the same strategy, a very, very strong partnership uh, with Nice and Contact or Nice CX1, as they call it right now. For all digital-first use cases, we leave with Engage. For everything else, we leave with Nice and Contact. And it's been working really well. Uh, the mix has been sort of stable uh, over the quarters. The next question comes from Alex Zukin with Wolf Research. Please go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the question. Um, just a, a quick housekeeping one. I guess if, if we think, Mitesh, around the unit economics of the latest partnership with Mitel from an ROI or cost of customer acquisition basis, how would you compare it to the others, uh, to the other deals, and, and how should we think about the progression, like you mentioned, that the progression of seats or the, the, the on-ramp for this one could be faster than the others. So how do we think about that? And then on the margin side, obviously some good margin progressions this year uh, in the model. But a, as we start thinking about next year, given you know, the resumption of travel, the, the increased investment in, in kind of sales and marketing, you know, it, it, should we continue to assume margin leverage or, or you know, is, is, should we kind of pause that? in the model as we reopen. Alex, to thank you, and an amazing job as usual for packing in 15 questions uh, in one question. So I will try to address all of them, but if not, uh, just uh, uh, follow up again. So the first one is in no particular order. The seats ramping faster is a, is a question or is a function of Ring Central's brand being the go-forward brand. So there is no... T- it's a faster time to market because there's no time to be spent on co-branding the product. And the channel enablement along with the sales enablement happens immediately. So that's point number one. Point number two, on unit economics, the way to think about these economics in these partnerships is that because there's enormous leverage for these partnerships on the sales and marketing side for us, uh, the economics work out such that these partnerships, especially this Mitel one, along with the other ones, are massively accretive to the long-term model or margin profile of Ring Central. 
that's number two. Number three, on the leverage for next year, look, if you look at the unit economics again, there is enormous leverage in the business model. If you look at our recurring margin, which is uh, our revenue less cost of goods sold and some of the recurring uh, costs, it's north of 50%. So what we are doing, though, is plowing those margin dollars into fueling further growth because this opportunity of 400 million seats is too big to pass up on. So what you will see next year is a continuation of more of the same, uh, enormous leverage, but redeploying the, the money to fuel more growth and elongate the business model and terminal value of the company. As good of a job as I do of asking multi-part questions, I think you do an even better job answering them. So congratulations. Uh, oh, my God. On, on the next Thanks, year. bud. Thanks, man. The next question comes from C.T. Panagrahi with Mizuho. Please go ahead. Hey, hey guys, congratulations, and Mitesh, uh, and what an impressive journey from 50 million to 1.6 billion. Congratulations. So I wanted to ask you on the uh, direct and partner uh, growth. That's uh, good to see that uh, uh, growth accelerating even this quarter and next quarter as well. So help us understand, like, where are you at this point with Avaya Partnership? Any sense of timing as to how the growth from Avaya and other major partnership we have is going to stagger next year? Sure, sure, Siti. Thank you for the amazingly kind words here. The way to think about the partnerships is, and uh, I'll parse it out with each and every partnership of ours, and then I'll amalgamate them. So Avaya is the, the furthest ramp, ramped, and which is what you saw in Q3 and you'll see in Q4. Atos is next in line, where we are seeing contributions coming on. The next one is Alcatel Lucent, where we uh, hope to have contributions starting 2022, which is what we flagged earlier. And then now the latest installment of Mitel uh, would be in earnest back half of 22. And so that's going to be the layering effect. The, the punchline here, Siti, as, as you roll forward to beyond 22, this is what the beauty of these partnerships are because there will be a steady drumbeat of seats coming in for multiple years to come. That's great. Uh, thank you. And we probably will see this acceleration growing. The next question comes from Ryan McWilliams with Barclays. Please go ahead. Thanks. So we had the Avaya Cisco channel, then the reseller channel, and after today I think it's fair to say uh, we now have the Ring Central channel. But kind of wanted to go a different direction and talk about your 1,400-seat win uh, with the on-prem hospital with Avaya. Um, you know, that's pretty interesting given how complex, you know, some of those deployments are um, for hospitals. So. Are you starting to see larger customers in sectors like the public sector or healthcare that have previously been slower to adopt cloud solutions starting to accelerate those cloud voice deployments? Thanks. Absolutely, Ryan. We are actually, you know, that's why I said, you know, we are starting to see uh, vertical strength coming up from these strategic partnerships as well. You know, in Avaya, I just called out how education and healthcare is actually making a big difference. So that's where we saw early traction for bigger and larger wins converting from on-prem Avaya to ACO. And we're seeing similar strength, not just in Avaya, but also in uh, Autos, also in some of the carrier partners. We're seeing some of these key verticals pop up in a significant way, which is leading to uh, you know, some of the wins. Uh, Mitesh also called out one specific thing. 
a lot of these partners are coming on internationally. I mean, this was a record uh, large deal, million dollar plus TCB even for us internationally uh, coming on as well. Almost a third of a large uh, million dollar plus spend came from the international segment. And that is where specific verticals are popping out in a key way, education, healthcare, retail, financial services. Appreciate the color. Thanks, guys. The next question comes from Steve Enders with KeyBank. Please go ahead. Hi. Hi, this is George. I'm for Steve. Uh, thanks for taking the question. I want to echo everyone else's congratulations. Uh, I wanted to uh, follow up on a previous question about applying CloudLink to other partners outside of Mitel. Uh, can you just explain the strategy a little more? Is the, is the idea to sell this as a as a product into those bases, or is it to utilize it as a tool to help accelerate their uh, their adoption curves? Uh, just any color would be helpful. Thank you. Yeah, Vlad here. Uh, no, great question. Uh, no, it's the, it's the latter. Uh, uh, CloudLink is middleware, and value of CloudLink is to uh, allow for those uh, transitional deployments. So monetization uh, will be uh, from uh, MDP, uh, message, video, and phone, and uh, uh, that monetization to ring. Uh, Mitel will continue monetizing their on-prem piece for as long as that exists. Um, and uh, uh, again, the differentiating part uh, with this approach is that we will now be in position to uh, uh, Sooner than later, monetize the M and V parts of MVP, uh, you know, without uh, you know having to wait for the heavier lift uh, P, you know, for phone, uh, you know, that will come in later. Perfect. Thanks so much, and congrats again. Thank you. The next question comes from Michael Turin with Wells Fargo Securities. Please go ahead. Hey there. Um, congrats to the team on the results, and Matesh, congrats on stepping down on a very high note here. Um, I just wanted to sneak one in on international. I know Anand referenced it a little bit just a moment ago, but the degree to which you're expanding there stands out. Now partnerships in Mexico, licensing in India, so uh, global f footprint continues to expand. Can you just put some context around where you are from an international standpoint and how some of those investments help differentiate, whether it's region-specific or, or just from a multinational perspective. Thank you. It is many layers there, Michael. You know, you actually called out some of them as well, right? Uh, which is a lot of the partnerships are helping us extend our reach internationally. This is where, uh, you know, uh, we just, uh, Autos has been a huge powerhouse in, in helping us establish many uh, international wins and many international large deal wins actually there. Now, there's a lot of things which have been done, which is adding to it. You know, you called out the unified license in India, which is the first ever granted to a, a UCAS provider. Uh, and so we are pretty proud of that. On top of that, we also, you know, announced our security posture and security matters a lot. And this is where when Vlad talks about trust is, you know, a huge commitment. Uh, it is not just the five nines, which we, you know, the journey of uh, five nines SLA and reliability we've been on, you know, more than three years. Uh, that makes a difference. The end-to-end -end encryption we recently launched for uh, Ring Central Video, that makes a difference. Uh, our security posture, which we announced for data privacy, data residency, that makes a difference. So all of those things are coming together to create, you know, a significant momentum in upmarket wins, significant momentum in large deal wins, uh, and our partnerships from Avaya 
to autos, to the carrier partners from British Telecom, uh, is actually, you know, starting to create more layers of international growth. And we have not even talked yet about Vodafone business, which is coming on soon, Deutsche Telecom, which is coming on soon. So we are pretty bullish. And Mitel has a significant international presence as well. So we are very bullish on where international is going in terms of contribution to the overall business. Great, thank you. The next question comes from Tim Horan with Oppenheimer. Please go ahead. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, great quarter. Uh, Vlad, can you just talk about the uh, conversations with enterprise customers now that we're kind of pulling out of COVID? Do they realize hybrid work is going to be you know, the new normal and maybe they should accelerate the timing of cloud adoption? Um, and, and do you think we can kind of see maybe, you know, two or three, next two or three years, more like five, six years type of uh, normal adoption given hybrid work and the new normal? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Brian. Hey, uh, just to remind everyone, uh, Ring, uh, you know, was not in, is not uh, a uh, COVID story, right? And uh, our number, uh, number speak for themselves. Uh, uh, we, we are, um, um, you know, we 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 performed at you know 30 plus year-over-year uh, year growth before COVID into COVID, and now, you know, hopefully COVID is subsiding. As you can see, our growth is, uh, 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 only, uh, is only accelerating. Uh, again, just uh, looking at the numbers and sticking with what we already disclosed, our enterprise business is our fastest growing segment. It is growing at over 60% year over year. And it is now a very significant business in, in its own right with over $650 million of uh, ARR. So, so uh, again, you know, you, you've heard it before, numbers don't lie, you know. Now, is this, a, uh, is, is this attributed to companies being, uh, you know, more, more accustomed, uh, accustomed uh, 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 to, to hybrid, um, you know? Uh, a little bit hard to say. Uh, we are seeing consistent growth in all segments, led by uh, enterprise. Uh, no question in that. And also, just a reminder. And I said this a uh, couple of years ago. I really want to double click because the, the trend is only strengthening. Mobility, uh, uh, mobile phones. It's not a foe. It's a friend. Uh, we uh, terminate. Uh, and connect lots and lots of calls uh, through mobile devices as well as we do with desktop devices, okay? So again, we've, when COVID just hit, I, I talked about, uh, you know, I didn't talk about work from home. Many people have, I did not, we did not. We, we talked about work from anywhere and work from anywhere hasn't changed and, and we don't think it will change, okay? Now, um, what, what we are seeing, though, is now, uh, you know, renewed interest in uh, uh, cloud contact center in CCAS, and, you know, you're seeing it across the board, and uh, uh, pure uh, CCAS players are obviously printing pretty good numbers. Uh, so, so, so that's great. We're absolutely benefiting from that. But, again, our core business uh, is, is, is very strong, is Going, is stronger than ever, and uh, you know, again, we'll just again with this Mitel, uh, new Mitel relationship and CloudLink, you know, it, we, we think it will do well. 
uh, Thank you. into hybrid workforce uh, if, if, if that's what the future has for us. This concludes our question and answer session, which also concludes today's conference call. Thank you for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect.